Pause and Proceed podcast with your host, SB. And I'm your girl, Bridget LaRae. What it do, people? Mm. What's up, SB? I mean, we got a lot of things that's what's up today on today's podcast. I mean, well, as you guys can see, <laughs> we're here in Studio B. Yes. So that means it's not two, but three. Okay. That just came out of nowhere. Okay, y'all. So I want to introduce y'all to my girl Val over here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you. (laughs) I told her earlier you could be anywhere in the world. How does it go? You could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Very well. Excited. Thank you. So we wanted Val on the show today because. We met through a mutual friend, Catherine. Love you, boo. And in the Toastmasters community, um, you know, life is all about community and just like connecting and bonding and finding your people, right? Mm -hmm. So when I met Val, I was like, oh my gosh, she's so freaking interesting. Mm -hmm. And one of the (laughs) interesting things. I love her. She's like, what up, y'all? I love it. So one of the interesting things about Val is her... Interesting lifestyle, which is the BDSM community. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Val, tell mm-hmm. us what is BDSM? Um, BDSM for short stands for bondage, uh, dominance or discipline, uh, sadism, and masochism. Okay. So bondage is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. People use chains, Ooh. rope, dominance is a power exchange. Sadism is a little bit of causing pain, and masochism is a little bit of receiving pain. Oh, I always wanted to know what the masochism Mm -hmm. meant, Mm -hmm. and the what is it? Sadism. 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 Okay. Look, she's here trying to act like she don't know. Uh You know, because you say BDSM. (laughs) I don't necessarily know the breakdown. And when I tried to read a little bit about Uh it before, Mm -hmm. just to prepare, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, I don't want to, I want you to tell me exactly what it meant, but I never, I think yesterday was my first time really Satism, you know, <laughs> just really reading it. Yeah. So, okay, cool, cool, yes, cool. Yes, yes, yes. So, how did you get into BDSM? Well, I had a friend about ten years ago. She'd met a guy, and um, I noticed that she disappeared for a while. <laughs> and uh, when right. I would connect with her, she'd tell me things. Oh, he put his whole fist in my my butt. And um, they had really hard play. And I would joke with her, do I need to call the police? Uh, (laughs) But they introduced me to the whole kink lifestyle. Kink is kind of the bigger umbrella. And BDSM is just one facet of kink, you know? There's like, there's swinging community and orgies. Because uh, BDSM itself is really just role play and power exchange. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily sexual, mm. you know, but oh. you can incorporate you are elements. So- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Don't you break it down. I'm oh, sorry, Val. I'm breaking this down for I love it. But you can incorporate mm-hmm. uh, those elements of BDSM into gotcha. your sex life yes. to make it a little bit interesting. But it's just one facet, and there are also fetishes. Like you have a fetish, Mm -hmm. things that are not necessarily having, they don't have to do with the body, but you find yourself kind of sexually attracted to it. Like Mm -hmm. I like Mm 
men to wear black latex gloves. Oh. Right? It's not necessarily sexual, but it's like a visual stimulation. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know? Some people have uh, like a foot fetish. Right. You know? You hear about uh, that. Uh, <laughs> what you looking at me like yeah. that for? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Because um, so, I met a guy at one of her parties. Yeah, oh, look at that <laughs> yeah, so I met a guy at one of Val's parties. That she throw these awesome parties <laughs> in the community. Uh -huh. And I went supporting my girl. Like, you know, let me see what this is about. Uh -huh. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So <laughs> I meet this guy. And I'm like, oh, okay, he cute. He was handsome. Black man. I'm like, he the only black man in there. I'm like, oh, I didn't know black man was in this community. Uh -huh. you know I mean? I'm like, okay, black man. Yeah. And we talking and... I was like, so are you part of this community? He like, yeah. Because he was so quiet and shy. I wouldn't have thought he was, he was in observing. the BDSM community. And he ended up telling me he got a foot fetish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when literally when he followed me on Instagram, like, it's a foot fetish page. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hmm, I did got pretty toes. He did you see your feet? He didn't see my feet. <laughs> you do got pretty feet. Thank you. you I do got some pretty feet. Thank you. And they always um, pedicured and... Well done. So oh, pedicured and well done and <coughs> manicured. <laughs> I mean, well, this unnamed person yeah. romances the feet, paints the toenails, mm -hmm. massages the feet, mm -hmm. right? And so, I mean, that's 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 his fetish, oh, right? Shoot. You and got so, a number, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I guess just to you know wrap it up, it's mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. it's BDSM is just one facet of kink, and it's not necessarily sexual. Okay. But the um, bigger umbrella is kink and BDSM fetishes. Things fall under it. Mm -hmm. What's the other ones? You said B you said BDSM uh -huh. uh, fetishes. Uh -huh. Did you say like the swinging, swinging community? Uh huh. Um, would poly fall under that? Well, um, there's also relationship dynamics, right? Mm -hmm. um, what we know is our traditional relationship is kind of. Monogamy, mm -hmm. where one, per, two committed people. Mm -hmm. But then there's like polyamory. Mm -hmm. uh, there's polygamy that you hear about. Right. What's the difference between polyamory and polygamy? Um, maybe you could say polygamy is a type of polyamory uh, where you have multiple husbands, multiple okay. wives. So there's multiple marriages involved. Okay. But polyamory is just loving more than one person. Okay. You see what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. not necessarily like a, a commitment. Right. Okay. Or a marriage. And so. Gotcha. Yes. So yes. the difference really is the commitment. Is the, the commitment. The okay. marriage or okay. the no marriage. Yes. Okay. You know? okay. And just for a disclaimer, you're not a therapist or anything of that matter. I am not a therapist. Because you definitely look the part. <laughs> I am not a therapist. I am just here to tell you about my experiences and to answer any questions you may have. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I love me some value, y'all. So uh -huh. you guys may be wondering, hmm. Why do we have someone from the BDSM community on our podcast if this is a mental wellness podcast? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. my question, I'm pretty sure that may be your question too. Yeah. How does BDSM interlinks with mental wellness or mental health? Mm -hmm. um, I think many of us have traumas from our childhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, life is just not perfect, you know? Right. And it's how we deal with them. But I do notice that in the kink community, it's a lot of trauma. Like, um, and that combined with trying to find themselves, people mm. somehow 
just to find themselves in the kink community. Many experience, many have experienced uh, their boundaries being crossed. Okay. And that's what you meant by a lot of trauma, like past trauma. Past trauma. Past trauma. So, you know, so most people, a lot of people in the community may have been molested, raped. Molested. Things of that matter. So what Mm -hmm. drew you to the community? Well, one thing that I like about BDSM, it's big on consent. You do not do anything that is not consensual, right? And uh, Bridget and I were talking earlier, there are really no safe spaces, but you create as safe a space as possible. Okay. uh, So that people feel free or feel a sense of trust when exploring these things, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know that many people do tend to use kink to use BDSM to kind of work out their traumas. Maybe they didn't have control when they were children, Mm -hmm. but they create these situations to take control now, to take back their power Ah. now, and to experience like a fulfilling sexual life or dynamic or power exchange now, right? right? So we try to create those safe spaces for each other or as safe as possible. So for Mm -hmm. you in particular, Mm -hmm. if we can talk not generally but specifically mm-hmm. so for you what mm-hmm. drew you to the community like what what is it that you're looking to heal from or what are you working out through as far as mental health wise through mm-hmm. being in this community well i was taught when i was younger that you turn the other cheek and that's just a big part of christianity mm-hmm. but no setting boundaries is the ultimate form of self-love, you know? And it feels good and it feels free and you can take your voice back and it's not wrong. It's not the Mm un-Christian thing to do when you say no, right? right? And no is a full sentence. You don't have to explain yourself, right? And so being in a space where people try to create that for each other, I mean, that, that drew me. And okay. then I felt comfortable then to explore other things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you explore? Well, some of my fetishes are cigar play, cigar service. I find it sexy watching a man puff a cigar. Come on, puffing cigars. And so, <laughs> and so um, I like to do like a sexy service. I like to wear something sexy. I like to prepare the cigar and then... Um, I pass it back and forth between me and my partner Mm -hmm. with my mouth, right? And then let him uh, try the cigar, see if it's to his liking, right? And we even go so far to play with the ash. I get smacked on the booty with the ash. I get smacked across the face with the ash. And so he put the ash in his hand. In and his hands. Like, okay. Yes. Like he about now, to play some football. What's <laughs> <laughs> but it's a sexy way to connect that isn't typical. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. And so like that, I liked uh, to see men wear black gloves. I mean, that's a visual fetish for me. Uh, I like to be objectified in a little bit that I like to be human furniture, an ashtray, right? Or a table. To prop his legs on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it, the list goes on. <laughs> but, okay, so uh-huh. as far as <laughs> as far as your your fetishes and the things that you are drawn towards, uh-huh. what is it about these things that draw? Like, what is it in you that you are healing? Can From, you, do you see a connection? Um, my father was very toxic with his masculinity. 
But masculinity itself is not toxic. Right. I just dealt with toxic masculinity. In what way? Yeah. Because um, I want to see if you can see the way in which he was toxic and then connected to what you are seeking just, from the men. You know, my father had no sexual boundaries. Um, Meaning? He did things that maybe I shouldn't have seen as a child. Right, right. Um, to you or? Uh, around. Around you. Yes. Now, like you, like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. Like no, you no. said earlier, he was a rolling stone. He's a rolling stone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I dealt with a lot of trauma of people making fun of me, of dealing with the backlash. Right. I even got to the point where I did not love myself just for having the same last name. Mm. You know? And so yeah. um, now being in these healthy kind of dynamics where there is consent and there is respect and there are boundaries, I enjoy serving. I enjoy pleasing. Mm -hmm. I enjoy um, cooking and cleaning and cigar service, right? Yeah. Because that's really who I am. I have a service heart. Yeah. It's just that for so long, I was just toxic with my relationship because of the toxic masculinity that I experienced growing. You know. So you seen your father having sex with women. Mm -hmm. So that's where the boundaries were crossed. Mm -hmm. You being a child. So do you feel as if that led you into this community where you're seeking to create boundaries around sex? To create boundaries. Um, I hated sex for so long because the things okay. that I saw, mm. I wanted no part of it. And I had to see a therapist, as I was telling you earlier. And she's like, you know, you got to get over this. Um, sex was here before your father. Mm -hmm. yeah. It will be here long after he's dead and gone. And you deserve to have a sex life, right? Yes. And so. Thank you, therapist. Mm -hmm. Thank you. For thank real. you so much. Yes. Because what was I going to do? What was I going to do? Be a nun for the rest of my life? Yes. I don't know. I don't oh, know what I was going to do. And even if I liked some of the same things that he may have liked, mm -hmm. he, he didn't own it. Right. He doesn't own it. Yeah. Right? And so. So this is your way of taking power my and power control back, back into my your My power life. back, my and joy, sexuality. my sexuality, right? And that I can like things and he does not own it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. How has that helped you in relationship? Um, to talk, to not be so like aggressive in my responses mm -hmm. if things don't work out and not everyone has bad intentions mm -hmm. and not all masculinity is toxic. I mean, these... This is, I'm telling you, it's a breakthrough. Like, my head is spinning. Like, oh. it was really a breakthrough, you know? And um, when you deal with people, and then you can still have that respect, right? There can still be power exchange, and it's just not toxic. That's so it. when right. you say power exchange, uh -huh. please explain that for the audience. So in BDSM, which is role-playing and power exchange and stuff like that, um, there's dominance, which is normally a big D, mm -hmm. slash little s, which is submission. Okay. Now, there's variations. Big D? <laughs> there's variations of dominance <laughs> and submission, depending upon the type of role play, the dynamic in the dominance. So, the dominant is usually the one to the left of the slash who receives the power, okay. right, or, or is given the control. Right, because right. the submission have to give the dominant the power. Not right. take. Is because it's yeah. all about consent. It's all about consent, right. right? And the submissive gives the power, and keyword give, not take. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's mm -hmm. even power in submitting, 
right? Yes. You choose. You consent to it. Mm. And so there's variations of it, right? You have your <laughs> you gotta breathe. Your regular like I'm dominant saying. submission, but then there's like the daddy baby girl. Mm-hmm. Or the mommy baby boy or the mommy baby girl mm-hmm. or the daddy little. Um <clears throat> this does not little? involve tri- children. So is that daddy little girl? When you say daddy little? Yeah, little, okay. little girl. Um okay. Usually the submissive has like these childlike qualities Mm -hmm. and they want to explore that. And so the daddy or the mommy will reward or punish or feed that childlike need. And And it's just pretty much nourishing and nurturing, you know, things of the past. Yes. Nurturing your inner child. Right. That's what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. It it sounds really healing. Mm -hmm. So you have any um, particular stories, uh, no, I about- mean, I have here, if if I can, since we're on the yeah. topic of it, I have little pacifiers. Oh. <laughs> which, a binky? Yes, which are made okay. by a, I, I support Black, Indigenous, people of color. Okay. Okay, support black, black businesses. And so, yes, this Black business, Diamonds Handmade. Um, okay. She's made like... Here. Those are cute little biggies. These are really cute little biggies. Can yeah. you see it? It's a donut. Yeah. I think she wants to see like, She's like Solomon. Zoom in on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you can do it. Can you do it? Well, no, it's totally fine if you can't. But I think so. Yeah. So, and then like, I like to support her. And so sometimes uh, if I'm in my little mode, oh, which I'm not like... always in. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. But if I'm feeling a little when down, you say your little mode when you when you want to be treated like a child, when I want to be pampered and cared for, yeah, and stuff like that. Sometimes when I'm with my partner, I'll go into little space and he'll be the daddy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, comforting me, uh, rewarding me, affirming me. And so sometimes yeah. when I go to that space, I just stick my pacifier in my mouth and I just. I'm in little girl mode. So when we say, when they talk about daddy <laughs> issues, like it's it's real out here. Yeah, for real. Hey, but I'm like, I guess you, so. you found a way to, to you know, cope mm-hmm. and deal and, and work out your daddy issues. Mm-hmm. So do you desire a relationship or do you just want a partner in the BDSM community? What What is what your future look want? like for you? If I were to carve out maybe something and I don't know exactly, I'd probably have a daddy dom, and, like, sisters, like a closed poly family. Okay. Oh. You know? But I would want elements of being able to maybe play outside of the relationship with permission. Okay. okay. You want your cake and right. eat it, too. But I've seen people be very honest and yeah. have everything that they want yeah. just by being honest. And That's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, talk to the people. Look. If you are down, she's looking for a dom daddy. <laughs> this is funny. She's being honest. Um, maybe they can find you in Fet Life. Look, I know about that. That's the uh, website, the community yeah, website. It's a, it's a kink What's community. The name of it? Fet well, Fet Life is one of the ways that people connect through the kink community. I mean, there are events. Okay. There are socials and mixers and fun things that people do together. But then there are also the. Um, more exclusive things right. that are available to the community. Oh, Solomon pulled up the website, fetlife.com. Oh, there it is. That's F-E-T, that. right? Yes. For everyone. It's okay. just one, but a lot of people have been using Bloom lately. I don't know if you've heard of Bloom. Oh, that's another mm-hmm. site. Um, Bloom is like uh, an app. Uh, it has elements of like 
Tinder, but then also kink, but then you can also host events. A lot of people in the kink BDSM community also use Broom. Okay. Yeah, but it's an app. I think they have a website. Too, okay. 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 So, you yeah, know what? I, you mentioned something about when you were saying um, you mentioned submission. Mm hmm. And it's not toxic submission or it's not submission in the sense that a lot of people, um, especially in today's day and age when it comes to men and women mm -hmm. about submitting. Mm -hmm. You hear, hear these conversations all the time, especially from black men and black women, because it seems to be I don't know what's going on, but it's a mm -hmm. lot of headbutting right now. And um, a lot of women, I guess, independent women um, don't want to be submissive, but I think people have that term twisted a lot of the times mm -hmm. because submissive doesn't mean that you're going to sit there and the man is going to tell you what to do, when to eat, when to cook. You know, it's not that, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Toxic. It, toxic. Right. Exactly. So when you mentioned that, you know, the submission in that, and it sounds very healthy the way that you just described she it. She make it all sound healthy, don't she? It does, <laughs> right. But it's like, that's that was it. That little piece, yeah. mm -hmm. we need to take that over into our relationships and realize that, especially amongst mm -hmm. men and women. Yes. Yeah. And the thing about that, as you said, like you said, it's about even the submissive person is still empowered because you're giving up. That part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You're giving They're them part the of the decision right. making. They're part of the... Um, coming to a consensus of where the relationship is going, mm -hmm. right? And so they play a part in the choices of the dynamic. Yeah. And I think for so long we're taught that it's taken. Yes. That you have no power. That's what it is. None of it goes down unless the submissive agrees. That's all of the power. Right. Yes. Okay. And yeah. And up until, what, 2013, mm -hmm. just the whole concept of sadomasochism was deemed a mental health issue. Like, like you I needed to be that. locked up, put away, because you don't know what's good for you. You're a danger to yourself and others. Mm -hmm. Up until like 2013. And that's the, the one thing that distinguishes the diagnosis of uh, masochism diagnosis mm -hmm. and, you know, it being a play, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. is the consent. Just yes. that you know what you're doing. You're giving this person consent mm -hmm. to choke you, to spank you, to mm -hmm. do all these things, mm -hmm. to work out all these past traumas. Mm -hmm. You're giving this person consent. So that's right. Some people do it just for pleasure. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And they set up safe words. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right? So you say everybody's not working out of trauma. Yeah. Some people just pleasure. Some people. Yeah, right. just what they like. They receive pain differently as pleasure. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they set up these safe words for like what's no... So like me, if I like something, I'll say something like bunny or chocolate. That means keep going. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, if chocolate I don't bunny. like something, sometimes I'll say yellow or I'll say pineapple, cactus. Pineapple. Didn't, right? That reminds me of Kevin Hart. I think <laughs> you <laughs> I'm letting them know that, okay, this part is getting a little sticky, right. but I'm still here. Right. And um, it's deciding these safe words together and then... So that gives the person who is dominant in the dynamic, okay, this type of play, oh, she likes this. Mm, she can take a little bit more, but we may need to scale it back. Mm -hmm. And then there's absolutely red or no. Right, yes. right. It's a lot of feedback during these sessions, huh? Well, that's why it you is. talk it out. Mm -hmm. uh, I encourage people who have who are new to their dynamics, if you make decisions, don't negotiate in the middle of a scene. Okay. If you just... If and you, you just call like a sex... 
a, escapade a scene. A scene or a role play mm-hmm. or a spanking, right? Or it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be sex, spanking. right? It could be it could, just it, it could be spanking or you. even with electrical play. It's the whole scope Getting of it. electrocuted yes. or uh, tased. Uh, t- whatever, kind okay. of like with toys. Whatever right? it takes to get those endorphins <laughs> with going spanking, for you. Decide what your safe words are mm-hmm. beforehand and stick to those. Unless you've known your partner for years, don't, don't. Don't negotiate or freestyle a scene. Stick to it. Yeah, don't and, switch uh, up. And if if you know you don't like something, speak out. Because, you know, the community works so hard to give you this power to speak. Right. So advocate for yourself. Don't, I see some people like, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to hurt her feelings. No, if you don't like something, speak out. Red. Is there that. something yeah, or the someone or a, something, some election some elected officials in place mm-hmm. to reprimand the community, say your consent was broken or mm-hmm. you know how the we'll mm-hmm. use the police? Mm-hmm. Like, is there, is there anyone that polices that, well, that's an BDSM question. community? Well, we all try to keep each other in check. The community, even though it's big, it's very small when you think about it and it's, it's tight knit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you are caught being untrustworthy or you've negotiated scenes and then You've broken consent. The word gets out and the community is quick to rally together to expose this consent. But I will say we're not easy when it comes to finding a path back to rehabilitation or reconciliation. Mm. Uh, That's where I feel like we can get toxic. I mean, we're human. Right. We're bound to make mistakes. Nothing goes 100% perfectly. We are quick to call out the breaking of the consent, but we're not as quick maybe to offer a person who really wants to do better and learn. Forgiveness. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, second chance. Yeah. And I think it's traumas. I can too. understand that. So there's no like committee in place. No, and while I was recently talking to somebody, maybe we should have not a real committee because when people hear the word committee, they get scared thinking power trip. Mm-hmm. Political. Political. Gets, yeah. If we had like maybe a rotating group of mediators. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who yeah. could offer their, because we have lots of therapists, sex therapists in the kink community, mm-hmm. people who are psychologists and things like that. Maybe they would volunteer their time to objectively hear some of these consent violations and help the community come together, um, making people feel heard, come to a consensus and maybe put out a, uh, a joint statement to the community so that we can move past some of these. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now it's these, are these consents in paper be on, on paper? Because I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, say two people go <laughs> into a, a scene together mm-hmm. and they have this consent, but, it's violated mm-hmm. and the person like, oh no, like this was right. Like I didn't say mm-hmm. that I was going to do all this. It was, it was, you know, just supposed to be play, no sex involved, mm-hmm. but this person violated me. Yeah. We have this consent, but we're behind closed doors. No one's here. Mm-hmm. Now is this consent in, in writing or is it just like a verbal thing? The consent? Well, most you want to get, if, if you're, especially if you're negotiating a play that's kind of edgy, you're going to want to get that. On paper. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I thought it was all verbal. Yeah. Now, uh, when you know people mm-hmm. and you vet people, then maybe you can come to the table and yeah. keep it verbal. Uh, one thing about it, people tend to side with the victim or 
the people, the person who's abused, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you know that's always on that person's side. But if you're gonna do edgier scenes, um, it's good to getting into writing. Like, uh, you know what? I'm an adult. I can talk about it. girl. Talk about it. Let's talk about it on the Pause and Proceed podcast. So there are things called glory holes. Oh. I remember okay. hearing about those okay. in the right. 90s. And, um, <laughs> what is a glory hole, please? A glory hole is where uh, normally the person is male and has a penis, uh-huh. sticks it through a hole. He cannot see the person on the other side, and the person on the other side cannot see him. But he just goes there and gets service. Pleasure. Okay, pleasure. Okay. So it's just like, say, this curtain right here. It's just a penis sticking out. It this tends curtain. to be like a door or some sort of wooden partition or wall. Right. And but um, you can't see the person at all. Like it's you can't. And okay. usually people who do those, they get excite, excited from that anonymity factor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh know a person who does a check glory hole for women and tries to keep the atmosphere safe. And I said, I want to do it. I want to try it. I want to cap the numbers. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know who's on the other side. I don't want them to know who I am. Mm -hmm. This is interesting. Yes. And so I was in the glory hole. Oh, glory. (laughs) Oh, God. Glory. Look, look, if we're going to go, I'm going to mash the gas. Let's go. That's all right. Go ahead and mash the gas. Glory. I negotiated what I accepted, what I did not want what I wanted to happen the day of, if there was going to be security, make sure that person was protecting me mm-hmm. and stay in the room at all times. We negotiated all these things. The day of, the person who threw the event was high. High on like To the point drugs. where they were, oh, who knows? Right. Okay. Um, I had to stop someone from reaching into the hole from choking me. Oh, God. And I almost And you didn't consent out. to that. I did not consent to this, right? Um... There were other things that happened that maybe I'll just oh, keep wow. quiet. But I said, let me sit down with this person and talk it out because I could see this being very bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, when I sat down to talk to her about what went wrong, she started patronizing me and calling me sweetie and gaslighting me for what I experienced. So then I came forward to the community and I exposed this person. Yeah. Um, it split the community for a while because she's very well respected. You know, when you deal with people in high places, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of people get scared to speak out against friends. Yeah. Right. That are wrong. But you wasn't afraid. I was not because afraid. Because your consent was violated. My consent was violated. And I wanted to warn anybody else who thought about uh, doing this. But you didn't know who the was, person was that violated you, though, did you? Because you was in the. I was, yes. You were behind a wall. Her being the organizer of the event knew what we discussed, knew what I expected. Right. It should never happen. But was she there in the room? She was not. Oh. Mm -hmm. So what, what prompted you to do this glory hole? You know, I turned 40 and I'm like, I'm going to be wild right now. Right. I'm going to celebrate. I want to do something, but I want to do it safely. Mm. And so I said, let's just try this anonymous thing in a controlled, safe environment. Mm -hmm. See what it's like. Safety is an illusion. (laughs) There are no safe spaces, but you can try to make them as safe as possible. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to tell everybody too about BDSM and kink. There's always going to be this element of risk. 
So you try to minimize it as much as possible by planning, vetting people. Um, you guys get checked. No, and... yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So okay. everybody I mean, that okay. went to the hole, glory the glory yeah, hole, of was course they STD were tested. Checked. Okay, huh, you know, it was right. a whole only. event. Yes, yes, <laughs> okay. yes, yes, protection only. Okay, okay. Yes, and so look, if you're an adult, do adult things. Just do them safely. Right, right. Um, but when a person does not keep their word, it could go. It could go wrong. It could go, get bad left fast. Real quick. It could go left. It, right. Is real that the kinkiest thing you've ever done? No. Girl, um, you did something kinkier <laughs> than the glory hole. I've been to nude beaches. I've been to nude resorts. I was reluctant with water sports at first, mm -hmm. golden showers, but I had this kinky German Golden partner. showers. Wait a minute. You know what that is? Didn't, uh, <laughs> Who's a lot of people loving it? Young, young, yeah, Carisha, yeah, young Miami. Oh, yeah. God. Um, I dealt with this German. I don't know what it is about European people, but they love this strange kinky stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And his thing was golden showers and urine and things like that. So I was at the nude resort and it was him, another person I knew, and another person they just met. And we're all in the shower because at these nude resorts, these showers tend to be co-ed right mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. i get down on my knees and then everybody's just going to town golden shower everybody's just showering all yeah. over you okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a no judgment zone this is look well, it's not a safe space it's a no judgment it's, it's a, a no judgment zone. <laughs> no, it's a safe space come on oh, yeah. there's no such thing as a safe space like because when it comes to safety like you is always have not? to take risks look and There's, here is not a safe space. It's not a safe saying. space. Being open and she, this isn't safe for her. She's it's, it's, exposing it's, herself, ex right? And but here's the thing: there's no shame. Yeah, when things are consensual, and we have to stop putting this shame That's when it comes to about. our sexual lives. I mean, every person on the face of the earth has got here because a penis and a vagina right. came. Girl, you better say that, right. okay? So we have to stop. <laughs> we have to stop acting like. Sex was just right. something quiet that yes. just came right. last year. Let me tell you this real quick. Okay. Pause for one second <laughs> because I was in a Toastmaster speaking contest, right? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And Kat was with me, uh, our mutual friend Catherine, and she had my back, like, right? And she pumping me up. I get up on stage and they asked me a question, something that was like May the 5th. And they asked me a question about Star Wars or whatever that is that made a force be with you. And it just tricked my mind and my mind just went blank. And I didn't know what the heck I was talking about from then on. Mm -hmm. So I just remember saying out of my mouth, like, well, I remember, yeah, when I was, when I first started my, my period, I used to eat Flaming Hot Cheetos a lot. And I thought it was Flaming Hot Cheetos coming out of my vagina. <laughs> mm -hmm. So instantly the whole crowd like, <gasps> was it quiet? Could you It got so quiet. Like Toastmasters is, is like. Older white men, Prue for the most part, yeah. You know, but not older white men. Let me not put that on. But it's it's a more it's a professional, it's a professional environment. environment. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Girl, <laughs> I, I did not place first, second, or third in that contest. Oh, you and so I was like, and I, I was telling people in the crowd, I was like, "What? Everybody in this world came from a vagina. Why is that word such a? Why such, are we doing this? Why do we act like why vagina?" Is such a because people deal. been conditioned. You already know religion, and you know people got to put on these facades, yeah. and it's the way of the world. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, people yeah. are starting to become more comfortable. I think we're doing a, a, a I think we're 
think we're doing better mm-hmm. at um having discussions like these or just being a lot more open with um saying words of that sort. Yeah. But you know, this is the world. You're always gonna have, especially in that type of environment. Yeah. But I think if we make it a hush hush thing, that's how um people are prone to to getting. That's one of the ways I think people are prone to being molested. They don't it's understand. Hush. It's so hush hush. It's shame, like she was saying. A lot the of shame, shame attached to it. Yeah. And you know, and I, all of us got here because of sex. Right. I don't know. I, I feel like the European people have it figured out. And, <laughs> uh, it's just taken us a very long time to catch up. Okay, we need to go over there and take some <laughs> tutorials and <laughs> glasses. What else you got in that box of yours? Okay, here. So um, I showed you my passies oh. when I'm in. Is that a Christmas light? No. <laughs> she know good and well, hell, that ain't no Christmas light, y'all. This is my <laughs> anal plug. Um, that thing I is like huge. to put it in before I try pretty. any anal play. Um, I don't think if people like anal play that they should just be going at it freestyling. Sure. Okay, This is something that you prepare for. I mean, from your diet all the way to training. The uh, anus. I mean, I guess that's good for um, your colon, as you know, it, it gets all, it opens you up. So if you get if you're in your muscles, yeah, then the, the the shit's gonna come out. <laughs> well, you have to. Pack I mean, anal is tricky. You said it might pack it up there. You might pack if you're not, because okay. Mm. Let me ask you this, because uh-huh. I have um, my friend growing up. I love her. She's sitting there. <laughs> she's sitting there uh, showing showing the like butt plug was, like like, hmm, like uh, Vanna White. Uh, what is it? Q, QC. What is it called? QVC. QVC. Yeah. QVC. Okay, but your cousin. Um, uh-huh. Oh, so my friend, friend. My friend is gay, and he told me how. They have to prepare yeah. for sex a, whole, a lot of times. Yeah, you have to take like a laxative mm-hmm. and make or sure an or an enema mm-hmm. and make sure yourself you're nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. And the person who does the uh, penetrating mm-hmm. lube, you never do anything and slow this. Um, if anyone's attacking this like they are porn stars, no, you know it's 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 a process. It should be done with care. <laughs> and then once it's done with care, right, and preparation. She's so professional right? about it. Um, I love it. You yes. enjoy it. You enjoy it. And, you know, there's different size. I've graduated. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not a beginner with that thing. I've graduated. So, um, but there are ones that are much smaller. Put it in. Cook your dinner. Go go shopping for groceries. Oh, you just you walk around with the thing with in. walk thingy. around with it in, right? Kind of like... Mm. Uh okay, so at, let me ask you this: What's the difference between a butt plug and a um the anal beads? Same thing. I mean, <laughs> why are you giggling? I'm giggling because okay, <laughs> well, I think we can have you. This will be great for you to have a Q and A with the Pause and Proceed podcast. Uh-huh. So maybe we'll put that together. Okay, okay, okay. but oh I, man, yeah. I'm we could make it as a series if you like. Yeah, we can, you know, maybe a part two or something right. because we got questions. Hey. We got a lot of questions. Okay. I do want to um, say mm-hmm. I appreciate um, the communication factor mm-hmm. in the whole BDSM kink community yes. because that's important. It exercises your throat chakra. Mm-hmm. And it when you come out into the world, you're able to set those boundaries and yes. communicate the things that you need and want. That and that's need. important. You have a voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have a voice. And so you can you carry that on. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, so mm-hmm. I did just want to yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, y'all. So also, is there 
um, therapy? Like someone, do you all have maybe a therapist in the community that knows the BDSM community mm -hmm. and that can be able to connect trauma bonds to um, the things, to the kinks, to the fetishes? To the different kinks. Yeah. Yes, of uh, the... Even sex therapists, even if they're not directly in the kink community, mm -hmm. I see couples all the time come to the kink community because of the suggestion of the therapist. Okay. I don't um, mean like to participate in the community. I mean to help the community to, as mm -hmm. far as helping them heal. Yes. Whatever they, it they is throw that they like need healing from. Cuddle parties. People who've been molested mm -hmm. have problems with touching. So I've seen some throw cuddle parties to help people. Close the space oh, yeah. in a safe, consensual way. They I mean they start lightly with just touch mm -hmm. and you know hugging, and then Aww. talking about traumas as they cuddle and. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, we it gotta have you back. Yeah. We gonna have you back. I, I actually so. met a, a cuddler, a professional cuddler. Remember we went to that um, place where you was like when we went to the meditation spot. You was like, oh heck. No. <laughs> yeah. So when I was there uh, walking the the labyrinth. Mm -hmm. um, I met a professional cuddler at that time. And I was like, oh, this is, this, this, it sounds very soothing and, right. and healing. It I'm does. like, I think this is something. I was really, lit, literally, really looking into some professional mm -hmm. cuddling. I, I went it. to the site and was looking it up because I get what you're saying. Um, I, I was molested as a child. Mm -hmm. And that has gave me so many issues with intimacy, mm -hmm. not just as far as sex, mm -hmm. but also just like intimacy, period. Just, mm -hmm. Letting someone see me, you know, intimacy into me, I see. The vulnerability. And so just the vulnerability yeah. in it all. So I realized that shows up in so many ways. In so many. So. May I, wait, can I show Yeah, show one, us one more thing. Then, one thing. Yeah. Close it out. Close it out, Val. <laughs> so during sex, um, I like to be choked a little. And these are choke collars. I have two. Those are heavy uh -huh. duty. Those are heavy oh, duty. Right. One is vegan leather. Thank you. Come on, vegan leather. Oh, vegan. And it has is that one vegan leather? The, this is, your right is hand? the, the oh, heavy duty okay. one is real leather. Yeah, oh. that one looks and like it real comes leather. And so you wear the collar and your partner takes it from the back. It's pretty fashionable. Sorry, I don't I don't want to get too much. No, it's okay. It's and all right. It's, that's a cute nice. one. So do you wear this out in public? I sometimes wear these to play parties. Oh, yeah. As like... And like they take my you on a walk? Like my decker, and I get walked like a pet. Mm. Okay, get walked. So that's one walk of your fetishes. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a horse riding crop, but I like to get paddled with it. Okay, oh, that's what it looks like. You hear how yeah. heavy that sounds? That hurt. Whoa. Girl, <laughs> you about to have so many men in your DM. <laughs> and women. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. 15 more seconds. Where that okay. paddle at? You head on the pause and I proceed. Also like, oh, the <laughs> where the paddle at? Where that paddle I at? I also like to do a little wax play. I tend Ooh. to choose like soy wax. And uh, it depends on how high or how close you are to the body. How hot the drops Oh, fall. this is chakra wax. I know, yeah, I see that. Chakra That's so cool. this opening up your energy field. There's different, you got to be careful with candles because there are, some are very hot. Mm -hmm. I would play with maybe soy. Okay. Or Girl, stuff you like literally that. Okay. on fire. Yeah. And massage candles. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I'd love to show more at a later. <laughs> you kept it light. Like we're you ain't oh, you kept it light with your prop with your props today, guess, huh? Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> we appreciate you, Valerie. Thank you, Thank you so yes. much. This has been a joy. This has been a pleasure to have Val. Val, where, do you want to leave any um information about yourself? Any handles. Um, you can Instagram? find me on Instagram. What is my Instagram? I think it's <laughs> LuckyVC underscore one nine eight two. 
shoot me a message. I'll answer any questions. Um, I'll help facilitate you into the kink community. We have socials, mixers all the time. I'm getting back into throwing events myself. I'm a safe space. So just let me know. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. Well, y'all heard it. Hit Val up if you have any questions about the BDSM. Wrong camera. I was there, but it's here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice it was camera over here, Solomon. Why you ain't say nothing the whole time? We forgot, Solomon. It's okay. At the podcast place. <laughs> um, you know what, guys? So the thing is, this is this is a safe, not a safe space. This is a vulnerable space where you can get risky and and share your world and share things with us where we do no judgment. We want to learn. We want to love on you. As John 13, 34 says, a new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you. Therefore, you must love one another. So whatever you may be going through, seek healing. And um, there's many different ways for healing. So just find out what works for you. Mm -hmm. And amen, if it's BDSM, amen. then dang it, it's BDSM. You have a friend. <laughs> Have a friend in the community. All right. So we are signing out until next time. Follow us on YouTube, Pause and Proceed Podcast, and on Instagram, Pause underscore, underscore Proceed. And we're out. We're out. Thanks, Val. <laughs>